Multiple Witness UFO Abduction by Charles Lear UFO abduction cases have been controversial ever since the very first cases were reported. The main factor working against them is that most of them are single witness reports. There are exceptions, of course, the most famous being the 1975 Travis Walton case. In this incident, six of Walton's co-workers, they were working in Sitgreaves National Forest in Arizona on a National Forest Service timber stand improvement contract, reported seeing Walton knocked back by a beam of light from a UFO and then lifted up by the beam. Walton was missing for five days, and the Navajo County Sheriff suspected his co-workers of murder. They were subjected to lie detector tests at the Navajo County Courthouse in Holbrook, Arizona, and all six of them passed. This case is still discussed and held up in support of abduction claims, but another abduction case with multiple witnesses that also seems worthy of consideration is nowhere near as well known. In the January 5, 1975 Miami Herald, there is an article headlined, Snatched by Creatures, He Lives to Tell About It. The story starts off this way. Filiberto Cardenas says it all began with a buzzing in his head. That may be the only part of his story you'll believe. Cardenas is described as saying that he was abducted by a UFO and taken on a 10-mile trip across West Dade, Florida, on Wednesday night. Then there is this. Stranger than fiction, or stranger than fact. Take your pick. While the story might seem like it's on its way towards being dismissive and mocking, it takes a turn. But understand that there are witnesses, three of them, all friends of Cardenas. They, too, talk of buzzing, of blinding red-violet colors that lasted a few minutes, of a Cardenas who seemed to be sucked into the light. The case was investigated by Dr. Virgilio Sanchez Oseo, a lawyer, and Wendell Stevens, a UFO researcher. Richard Hall wrote a summary of Sanchez Oseo's investigation, and Stevens wrote an overview based on his own investigation. According to Stevens, Cardenas, 46, his friend Fernando Marti, also 46, Marti's wife Elizabeth, 36, and daughter Myrta, 13, were in Cardenas's car on U.S. Highway 27 at around 6 p.m. on January 3, 1979. They were returning home after being unsuccessful in their search for a pig the Martis wanted to buy for a pig roast the next day. Fernando Marti was driving when the engine stalled. Marti and Cardenas got out of the car, lifted the hood, and looked in. As they did so, they saw that the engine was reflecting different colors, red, violet, blue, orange, and bluish-white. According to Cardenas, they then heard a noise like many thousands of bees. Cardenas said he was paralyzed and could hear the women screaming in the car. He then realized he was rising, and when he was five to ten feet over the car, he lost consciousness. When Cardenas came to, he was on his hands and knees. He saw two lights coming towards him, and then heard the screeching of tires. A man, who presumably got out of the car that just avoided hitting him, lifted Cardenas by his collar and helped him to the side of the road. Cardenas later learned that this was sixteen miles away from his stalled car. According to Stevens, a motorist called the police and patrolman William Christian found Cardenas at around 8.15 p.m. and took him to the 5th Precinct Station. Christian told Stevens that Cardenas said he had no idea what had happened to him. When Stevens interviewed Cardenas, Cardenas said he didn't say what really happened because he didn't want to look crazy. While Cardenas was being lifted, Fernando Marti looked up in time to see Cardenas's feet in the air. Cardenas was shouting, Let me go! Let me go! Marti then felt weightless himself and grabbed the engine. The light faded, and the feeling of weightlessness faded with it. Marti then came out from under the hood and watched as Cardenas floated up in a beam of light 
into a dark bag-shaped form that then flew off to the west. Marti went to comfort the women, who were shouting, They took Filiberto! They took Filiberto! He then was able to start the car and drive. The car sputtered along like it was running out of gas, and then smoothed out. Marti called the police and reported the incident. He then called Cardenas's wife, Iris, who was understandably upset, when Marti told her what had happened. When Cardenas was found, Iris went to the station and took him to a clinic. He was then taken to Jackson Memorial Hospital, where an Air Force team from Homestead Air Force Base tested him for radiation. The tests were negative, and he was released. The Herald reporters interviewed Cardenas in his home the next day. According to the Herald article, Cardenas was in bed with his wife Iris standing guard. According to the article, Cardenas's hand shook, and he had four small burn marks on his forehead. According to Stevens, Cardenas was sweating profusely, had a short memory, a sulfurous body odor, and his urine was a very dark yellow-brown. Stevens wrote that Homestead Air Force Base reported nothing unusual on their radar at the time of the reported incident. Cardenas underwent four hypnotic regressions with Dr. Jose Yedra. What he described was a combination of both an abduction experience and a contactee experience. Later, both he and Iris claimed to have gone aboard a craft voluntarily and to have had full conscious recall of their experience. It is perhaps because of the contactee aspect of this case that it was overshadowed by the Walton case. There was, however, an intriguing detail regarding the alien's clothing that showed up in an earlier case that makes the Cardenas' case a little harder to dismiss. Next week, what the Cardenas' said they experienced. <laughs>